Thank you, Pastor Graham. Right, before I start, uh, first, greetings are in order from uh, Singapore Assembly. Perhaps uh, most of you may, may know uh, Jessie Lee. Uh, she asked to be remembered. And uh, while the Assembly right now is still a very young Assembly, we're about, we've been operating for about maybe three and a half years. Um, I've only come to the Lord three years and ten months, and uh, things started to happen. Uh, praise the Lord. We've got about 50 plus at the moment. Uh, maybe about 40 that are uh, well established in the Lord. So this is a, a new experience for me to speak with a necktie on and uh, my heart in my mouth. <laughs> but it's really a privilege just to see people uh, here today uh, lining up just to get into the hall. Uh, the excitement that we all have today, the same, no matter where we are, no matter which country we're from, it's the same gospel and the same uh, message from the Lord. And I just want to praise the Lord for that. All right, uh, I thought perhaps we'll start in First uh, Peter chapter 1 today. I thought I'll just run through uh, my testimony and try and incorporate that with a talk. Pastor Graham dropped this on, on me last night. I didn't expect to give a talk today. I thought I was here on holiday. Uh, the theme of the talk that we're going to look in uh, this afternoon, I suppose, is the proving of our faith, the trial of our faith. Uh, when I first came to the Lord, I suppose I went through a trial of my faith. Um, before I came to the Lord, I, I always thought there was a God. Uh, I grew up in somewhat of a uh, Presbyterian family, not that it was a, you know, that we were really hard-nosed about it. We didn't, I didn't really know very much. All I knew was in my, uh, when I was young that there is a God. And I knew that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, but that was it. I tried to search for Him and I, I did go church, I eventually became a Catholic, and uh, after that I just gave up because I found nothing in there. I was very frustrated, and I thought, well, that's life, you just got to live and make the best out of it, and uh, my faith in the end uh, was with myself. I thought I had to make things happen in my life, and until uh, seven years ago, when my sister received the Holy Spirit, she's in Darwin, and she told me she had a relationship with God, I laughed at her. I laughed at her for three years, so talking about thick. Three meetings is not very much. Three, and a, three years has got to be really thick. But uh, I saw, the, I saw the, the difference in her. I saw the change in her. I saw the joy in her. And that made me question it. And of course, uh, in my thinking, uh, Christianity was either you know, Catholic or Baptist or Methodist, the mainline stuff. Never heard about the revival centers, and I thought it was a cult, really. Uh, I, I studied in Perth, and uh, in those days, in the 80s, uh, I think the Ananda Marga was a big thing there, so I thought, well, this is probably maybe something like the Ananda Marga. So I decided to uh, check out on my sister three, about well, like three years and ten months ago. It was in February 88. Uh, not really searching for the Lord. Well, perhaps not consciously. So when I went for the meeting, it was like this, and when I saw the people there, it struck me that they had, they had something. You could look in the eye, look at someone in the eye, and you could tell whether it's something from within them or is it something which is just uh, by appearance? And I, you know, it's tough for a Chinaman to to, uh, to cry, because uh, in our society we're taught not to show our emotions. Definitely not in my family. And I had a, a hard time holding back my tears, really, because I just I think the Lord touched me then. And when uh, Pastor Ivan sat down and spoke to me, and he just showed me very simply the scriptures, Mark 16 and John chapter 3, I suppose. And he, he said, well, regardless of whether you think you're Catholic or not, 
if you believe that there's a God, can't he answer you? And it was just put across me so simply that I could, could not deny it. And of course, I went on my knees. I wanted to know the truth and I received the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues, got baptized. Uh, we went back the next day and my life started to be transformed. The Lord started to transform my life. And that's when I suppose I went through my trial because uh, uh, one of the biggest things I had to face up uh, coming to the Lord immediately was to get married, you see, because that was something not in my, in my thinking either. Uh, I never thought marriage could work out. I was married uh, once before. It didn't work out. So I thought, well, that's the world. Uh, it's an institution that cannot work. But uh, very quickly, the Lord started to show me that I had to put myself right there to get married. And I had four very good reasons uh, why I didn't want to get married. And one of the biggest stumbling blocks that I had to face was pride, saving face, because, uh, you know, I, I was living a high life. I was working in a bank in those days, and, uh, you know, we just led a very high life. And uh, to tell people overnight that first and foremost that I was a Christian now, I was a, was a big stumbling block already because I knew my friends would laugh at me. And eventually I did after two weeks when I knew that the Lord was beginning to guide me in my life. And they did laugh at me, but it didn't bother me eventually. But uh, to finally announce to people that I was going to get married, that was something else. I had friends calling me up, trying to talk to me. You know, it's good to be a Christian, and, uh, but maybe getting married is a bit too far, too much. <laughs> well, they knew the sort of person that I was. And I suppose when, when we read through here in First uh, Peter chapter 1, uh, verses 6 and 7, <clears throat> When you greatly rejoiced, though now for a season, if need be, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And that's what it, it was like for me. Uh, on the one hand, I was rejoicing because I knew now that I had this relationship with God and, and God today has come to offer that to all of us. If we only dare to believe what he offers us in the Bible, it's just as simple as that. And uh, I was going through that time of temptation in a sense because uh, my pride was holding me back from uh, changing from the things that the Lord was showing me and wanting me to, trans uh, to, to, I suppose, address and acknowledge and uh, for me to begin to transform uh, into his glory, to begin to transform into his line of thinking, I suppose. And that's why in the next verse it says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than that of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Christ. We are told here today that uh, our faith is like gold which is being refined. We're going through a, a refinement process. Uh, when I first mentioned to a, a very close friend that uh, I was a Christian uh, I found it very strange because uh, she, she called herself a Christian. In fact, she was spirit-filled at that stage. And uh, she looked at me in awe and she said, uh, I hope you know what you're getting yourself into. And she said, I hope you're prepared also for the trial, uh, as though it was something to fear. And well, praise the Lord, at that stage, I was still walking on uh, about that high above the ground. So <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I think if I knew that I was going to be a pastor, I probably wouldn't be here. Uh, <laughs> you know, if I thought about all that. Things just happen. And uh, so I, was just, I went away and I was wondering what was there to be fearful of. Because on the one hand, I was rejoicing. I was rejoicing because I know now that this God is real. I know now that I can speak to Him. And He can, in fact, guide me in my life. And that's what, that was what was happening. It was beginning to sort out my life. And I think it's, it's that sort of a thing today. Because with uh, religion, there's so much confusion in there. There's so much perversion in it that Today, people are confused and 
they don't understand what it means. Uh, the Lord today has come to offer us uh, simplicity, a, simplic- a very simple way to worship Him, a very simple faith in Him. It took me some time to work that out because uh, I thought by having faith, it's something I have to conjure up. And that's what the world is all caught up with today. I think in the world today, uh, when you speak to people, I suppose it's no different in Singapore. We've got our fair share of uh, charismatics and Pentecostals and the mainline uh, churches. The, the, the thinking there seems to be, if you have faith, don't expect God to answer you. Whereas in the Bible today, it's very simple. If you believe in God today and you believe in this Word of God, He's prepared to answer you. right? But uh, I think now coming to the Lord, we have to begin to understand and appreciate that. It's something very simple. And I, I hope, well, to bring that across uh, today. Perhaps you will turn to uh, Psalm 66. Just one verse in Psalm 66. In verse 10 it says, For thou, O God, hast proved us. God has proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. You know, in the world, I suppose we grew up with a lot of fears. I grew up uh, in Singapore. It's, it's very, uh, a very stressful society. Um, children, right, by the age of... Uh, primary three, by the age of nine, they're already being streamlined. And they got go through examinations and uh, uh, parents there live in fear and the children live in fear. Because if you fail an examination, well, that, that means you're not good enough. That means you're a failure in society and you've got um, a very high rate of uh, suicides. It's a very sh- uh, shameful thing to happen in the world today, but that's a fact. But uh, if you're going to apply that kind of understanding in your relationship with the Lord, that the Lord would try us today, and, and that's the kind of thinking, it's the wrong kind of thinking. That's not what the Lord means. Uh, that's what we hope to go through today. I hope to go through the scriptures with us today to understand exactly what this means, that the trial of our faith. Uh, in the Greek, the meaning of, well, it's, a, it's synonymous in the Bible, the proving, the examination, and trial. It's all synonymous in the Bible. Uh, the Greek word for it is, uh, there's some Greeks here, I, I'd rather not pronounce it. It means to, to approve or to examine. Uh, we forget, I suppose, in the world because we live in a world of competition. We have to be competing with one another. We've got to be better off than one another. In the Lord, He's really showed us one very simple fact. First and foremost, none of us were good enough, it says. None of us. Today, He's just given us very simply the gift of righteousness. And uh, we've got to begin to, to appreciate that wonderful gift. He made us, uh, He justified us. He made us righteous in His sight when we uh, learn obedience and we accepted his word and now he's got to uh, we go through that refining process you know when you refine goal you think about it that goal is already there it's already in part of that part of uh, it was together with the rest of the stuff that's in there i don't know what you get in there so you get dirt and you get minerals and stuff it's all already there but the problem is uh, just as in refining uh, it's a focusing process isn't it what you're trying to do is to get out the stuff that you want the goal so that you begin to behold it, you begin to appreciate it, you begin to understand it. It's something which is already existing and it's already there. Trouble is just mixed up with a lot of dirt. And I suppose that's what we go through in our walk today uh, with the Lord. It's something very exciting. It's a time when the Lord begins to reveal to us, when He puts us to this trial of fire, He begins to reveal the rubbish, the rubbish uh, thinking that we may have. That, that We all grew up of, uh, out of different values uh, in Singapore when you grew up in a Chinese family, you grew up with Chinese families, in an Indian family, you grew up with Indian values, uh, you think that God might be an elephant or 
in a Chinese family that you think a god is a monkey or a pig, you know, they got this seven immortal business thing. Well, well, perhaps when we grew up in a, in a so-called mainline church, we thought Jesus Christ was born on the 25th of December. We all came out, uh, we had a lot of uh, ideas and values in our head that needs a lot of clearing up. And one of the things that we need to clear up, I suppose, as we now begin, we, we begin to understand that we're the children of God, we got to understand this very fact of faith. It's very simple. Uh, in the world, uh, you, you talk to people and say, oh, perhaps I lack faith. Uh, I was praying for a healing and uh, uh, the healing didn't come forth and perhaps I lack faith. It is as though uh, you got to conjure up faith. It is as though it's something you have to stir up within you. Whereas uh, in the Bible, really, it just indicates to us, if we look at, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, that when we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive everything. We receive the full power of God. We receive also, it says here, 1 verse, verse 13. We, people who have received the Holy Spirit, people today who belong to the church of God, who are in the body of Christ, we, we, having the same spirit of faith. You see, the Bible tells us today we have the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believe, and therefore I have spoken, we also believe, and therefore speak. It came to a point in our lives, I suppose, uh, for all of us here, and I, I, uh, I, I hope for people who are, are here and they're searching, to believe today is just very simply to believe what God has come to offer us in the Gospels, in the Bible, that today you can have a relationship with God. It is a fact, it's true, that today uh, faith is not something you have to conjure up. Faith is just simply believing and accepting what Jesus Christ can do that Jesus Christ today can confirm to you with signs following. That's what happened to the original church, uh, and that's what's happening to us. And praise the Lord and all the people say, Amen to that. And that's how we started. We started our relationship with the Lord because we simply took that step forward in faith, believing what He said. And when we spoke in tongues, it was confirmed to us, and we were off and away. We were now, uh, the Bible tells us, be, be you not conformed to the world, but be you transformed in your mind. You see, we have to go through this transformation process. We've got to go through this refining process to be able to focus into, to begin to, to understand how simple it is to have faith in God, to be, have faith in His power and to have faith in His Word. Uh, I suppose we heard today testimonies from all over Australia and uh, perhaps even uh, with my testimony in Singapore. It's just so simple. It is something we don't have to wrestle with anymore. Uh, I suppose when I was very young, and a lot I was wrestling with that because I was, I, we were all by ourselves. We, we didn't know, uh, we didn't really have people to turn to, but I praised the Lord for that because when we were thrown in a deep end, the only person that we could turn to was the Lord. And it's the same for us today. It should be that for us today, regardless of whether, uh, how big an assembly we come from or how comfortable we feel because we have the numbers or the lack of numbers. Today, you see, we, we are one with the Lord. We don't have to fear. Uh, I suppose in Singapore, a lot of people come and uh, Singaporeans are very materialistic people. They look at uh, how big your church is. If you have a nice building and they go by that kind of measure to find uh, success. I think the Lord is totally different. Our success in the Lord today is, is just simply having that faith in Him that He's going to perform. He's the one that performs. We just simply ask and we just simply believe and we're just simply like children uh, unto Him. That today, it says, if, you know, when I read the scripture, it, it just blew my mind. It was just so exciting. We, we've received that spirit of faith. 
It's there, that element of faith is all within us. We've been given that gift of faith. It's all within us. All we need to do now uh, in the transformation of that thinking is to get out of our mindset, to get out of the, 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 the track that we, we, we have. You know, every time my, my, my wife does something and she upsets me, I keep telling her she's, a, she's got a one-track mind. Well, the same for me, I suppose. Well, let's turn to John chapter 6, since we're on that point. John chapter 6. If you're talking about mindset, the Lord also proved the faith of his disciples when he was around for that purpose, to reveal, to reveal the limitation in our thinking and to reveal the limitation in their thinking. Uh, just catch up with that story perhaps in uh, John chapter 6 verses, oh, let's start from the beginning. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him, because they saw his miracle, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. Then Jesus, uh, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. You see, the Lord already knew what the answer would be. But he asked, I suppose, a leading question to prove him. And that's the trial of our faith today, too. That the Lord leads us and he begins to prove us. He begins to reveal to us where <clears throat> our trust really is. What our mindset is. That, be, that if you want to transform uh, the transformation of your mind, it's just, a, I suppose, using a roadmap. The roadmap is no good to you. If you, if you don't know, first and foremost, where you want to go to, and secondly, you can't locate yourself in the map, isn't it? So it's the same thing today. In the trial of our faith, the Lord is helping us to locate uh, our mindset, our thinking process, where that is in the map so that we can uh, come into line with His thinking process. And Philip answered him, 200 pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? I, you can go through, I suppose, uh, our life today and our walk today in that kind of a mindset, that kind of a thinking. I suppose uh, when you go to a management course, they talk to you about mindset, how uh, we grew up with certain values and a, a certain perception of life and a certain perception of things. And because of that, it limits our faith really in the Lord. Because uh, the Bible tells us uh, the reverse, that all things are possible through Christ. And we've got to now learn to understand that, to appreciate that. You know, when I was very young in the Lord, and I suppose we went through our uh, times of tribulation and trouble, uh, I was turned to Roman, and, and it says that all things happen for the good of those that love Him. And I suppose when you go through your tribulation, you may ask yourself, how can that be good for me? How can that be good for me? Well, it's a trial of our faith. The Lord is, I suppose, beginning to reveal to us, as He did here, just really merely just going through this for your benefit and my benefit to reveal the fact that we all are caught up in our own thinking process. That today, uh, having faith in the Lord, we have to begin to uh, go through a transformation of our thinking, to begin to understand how the Lord can begin to refine us in our lives, how He can begin to show us what it means to live a life uh, of a Christian. Uh, and it is not difficult. It's not something we should fear for. It's not something whereby the Lord... Uh, reveals to us to, to punish us, nor reveal to us to put us down. 
he reveals to us, just like a parent today, uh, to be a responsible parent, you have to begin to reveal to your children their mistakes and their faults. And it's the same for us with, with our relationship with the Lord. He begins to reveal to us, I suppose, our faults. He began to reveal to me uh, the pride that I had. I had a lot of pride. You know, I wasn't a person to, uh, very, uh, to share very openly what my feelings were. Um, uh, and I suppose I lived upon appearances. I lived upon, uh, I suppose, uh, I wanted people to look up to me because, well, I was a, perhaps a somebody or whatever it was. And I suppose I, I lived in my own uh, lies. And sometimes it's very hard to face up to that when the Lord begins to reveal to us and He puts through that trial, He begins to burn away that, that rubbish. And just as I suppose in, in the story here, uh, we got to understand that there's a purpose in everything that the Lord, uh, that the Lord does. And the purpose for us, for us uh, to understand and I think to appreciate uh, is that first and foremost, He's got to begin to reveal to us who we really are, where, where our faith really is and what our faith is in. Uh, in the, uh, before I came to the Lord, I had a lot of faith in myself. I had a lot of faith in my bank account. I had a lot of faith in my job. I had a lot of faith in my status. And uh, we have to come to terms with all that, you know. Uh, we all have, our, I suppose, our, our little idols in our life. It doesn't have to be a statue. Uh, it can be a, a lot of things uh, in our thinking, in our mind, in our thinking process. Uh, and that's something, well, I, I saw I had to learn to, to swallow. Uh, well, what happens, let's look, let's look through to the next part of the scripture in verses uh, 10. And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in numbers about 5,000. Can you imagine there's 5,000 of them? And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed uh, to the disciples, and disciples to them uh, that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together, and filled twelve baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them, that had eaten. He would always provide more than above. I mean, even right now, I suppose if you were to sit down and consider for yourself right now, do you think this was ever possible at all? You know, do you think it is ever possible at all? There was a World Council Church of uh, uh, Council of Churches. They had a meeting apparently, and uh, they had a survey, and something like seventy percent of people who call themselves Christians don't even believe in the resurrection. You know, they don't even believe in the resurrection, and they call themselves Christians. As the same, I think, for us today too. we got to learn now to have faith in the Lord. We have to learn now not to be uh, obstructed or stumbled over by our mindset. The Lord just merely went through that and He performed. He came to demonstrate, He came to manifest His faith in the Father. And today, being fellow heirs of Christ, that's what He's come to offer you and I, very simply, that we today are people who can expect God to perform miracles in our lives. It's just as simple as that. We've heard wonderful uh, healing testimonies and I'm sure many other testimonies. And I, that's what the Lord has done for me in, the, in my three years and ten months, uh, I suppose. I, and I just praise the Lord for that because, well, I praise the Lord. He didn't show me too far ahead because, like I said, if He did show me too far ahead and I knew that I was going to be a pastor and I'm going to talk to you guys here for uh, this 45 minutes, I probably wouldn't be here right now, you know. But the Lord does all things. That today we just very simply believe in Him and He can lead us through. And He's going to lead us through the storm. He's going to lead us through uh, difficulties whereby our mind tells us it's impossible. But the Bible tells us everything is possible 
if we now learn to believe in Him, if we learn now to focus upon that element which is already within us, the spirit of faith. And praise the Lord for them. All the people saying, Amen. Hi, da. Got another 15 minutes. Okay, um. <laughs> it's quite unusual for me because um, back home we give an hour talk because we don't have a second night evening, so it gives me an excuse to drag, drag, drag things on. Okay, let's perhaps look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. This one goes through another aspect. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I found that uh, as I read the Bible when I was uh, even now in, in, in the Lord, I found that when you learn to ask the right questions and you learn to ask relevant questions, the, the, the Lord begins to give you relevant answers so that you begin to understand. Uh, the Bible tells us instead really that the Word of God is a light unto our feet. He begins to shine a path for us. And that means also it's no good knowing the Bible, having a knowledge of the Bible, but not having an understanding of it. And, uh, and the whole point, I suppose, in uh, today's talk also that I'd like to, to bring up is, I suppose we've got to ask ourselves then, why is he bothering to reveal it to us? Why is he beginning uh, wanting to prove uh, that faith in us? And it's really for our benefit. Uh, we have to first uh, recognize it. We've got to first accept it. We've got to first uh, recognize, I suppose, the, the spots and the botches that we have uh, uh, in our lives, and we've got to begin to cut that down. And, uh, and in this scripture, really, it brings out very nicely uh, why the Lord does it. Uh, if we do things today in understanding rather than just a blind faith, you know, the, the world today talks about blind faith, and now it's uh, just do it without understanding, that's really not the Lord's way. The Lord's way, very simply, uh, for us, is to do things in the understanding of, in the understanding of His ways. And that's what He's come to do. That's what grace is about. He's come to reveal to us. It's a wonderful uh, um, experience. I just want to go through now the first three verses in Deuteronomy chapter 8. This is where the Lord was speaking to the children of Israel <clears throat> after He's brought them out. And of course, I think He's given them His commandments. He says, All the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do, that you may live and multiply and go in in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. See, the Lord today has given us promises. Uh, he's leading us through, I suppose, the, the time of wilderness in the world today now. And when the, when the Lord returns, that's it. We're going to meet Him in the air. You know, but right now we just got to go through and uh, trust in His commandments, trust in Him, and learning to trust in Him and to make sure that, well, we're going to, He's going to deliver us. He's going to, He's already delivered us when we receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, sorry. But uh, rather that we're going to have that assurance that guarantee, that hope of meeting Him in the air. And the only thing right now that's left for people that's come to the Lord is to live our lives uh, by, by faith, you see, to trust now in His Word. He says now in verse 2, that thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee, to humble thee uh, <clears throat> and to prove thee, to know what was in thy heart whether thou would keep his commandments or not. And the question I suppose I, I like to address is, who do you think that that is for? Whose benefit is it for? Is it, is it the benefit for the Lord? The Bible also tells us that he's a discerner of our hearts. He already knows what's in our hearts. But he's come to prove us, to examine us, to reveal unto us ourselves for our benefit, for your benefit. So don't take it uh, down the wrong way. You know, you can swallow it down the wrong way. 
I suppose I suppose that lady when she spoke to me, she swallowed it down the wrong way, and she didn't understand, and she was fearful. She was, she was fearful to continue. She was fearful to become a Christian. She was fearful. She had to go through trials and tribulations as though the Lord was going to punish her. You know, the Lord the Lord is not sadistic. He doesn't punish His people, but He does things for a purpose, and He does things for your benefit and for my benefit, which is what it says here in verse three. And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knowest not, which thou knowest not. We didn't understand. We didn't understand that uh, when we read the Bible, that God is a spirit. You know, someone told me that, but I didn't appreciate that. I didn't understand that the word of God is spirit and life. I didn't understand. It, made no, it had no significance to me in my life before I came to the Lord. But until I received the Holy Spirit, then there was a connection. Then there was an understanding. Then there was an appreciation. The same too now in our lives. Uh, we got to look at our lives now, no longer from our mindset, from our own perception. We got to now walk our lives according to the perception that He wants us to have. That's why He came to manifest. The Bible tells us uh, He was sent to manifest the love of the Father unto us. He came to demonstrate to us the type of love that we should have for, the fa- for our Father in heaven. We didn't know how to do that. We didn't know how to trust God. You know, uh, when, when the Lord was showing me I had to get married, and I was having an argument with him. And I gave him a, a very, I gave him four very good excuses, and I said I'll marry next year, uh, if you don't mind. And uh, <laughs> and everything went wrong for me. I started to the spirit started to grieve, and you know I, I started to lose my joy. And my sister came back from down, and I explained to her what happened about all the circumstances that led me to uh, when the Lord showed me that I had to get married. And she asked me a simple question. You know, she said, "Do you know now who God is?" And I said, "Yes." She said, "But do you?" Do you now know at that stage I was like two months in the Lord? Do you now trust Him with your life? And I looked her in the eye and I said, no. You see, because I didn't know how to. I didn't understand how I can do that. Because all my life, I had led my life according to my own rules, according to my own regulations, according to how I saw things. And he, there he was trying to show me how to trust Him. And he, all he wanted me to do was to walk that first step. And uh, again, I fleeced to the Lord. I, I put it to the Lord. I, when I understood that, and he showed me very clearly, and I said, that's it, no more arguments. And uh, I just announced it. And the minute I announced it, I, I, the joy came back, the peace came back, and a miracle started to happen. Uh, three people came to the Lord then, and we had an assembly of six people. <laughs> you know, And um, many other things, many other things happened. I don't have time to, to cover all that. But uh, that's how it is like. That's how wonderful it can be uh, today to walk in the Spirit, to, to learn to put our faith in Him, to learn to trust Him. And as he says here, that He humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger. He suffered, He allowed us sometimes even uh, to hunger, to go through times of uh, difficulty and tribulation. But he says also, he gives us a, another assurance in the Bible. He says, I will never uh, put you through uh, a cause of temptation that you cannot uh, bear. There's always a back door. You know, we have to today uh, to rejoice in that. Uh, instead of uh, coming across the situations and tribulation in our life and, uh, and, and be angry with the Lord because we don't understand it, we, today we can go through our lives in tribulation and rejoice to praise the Lord because we know that something is happening and it's good for us. He's beginning to, He's, he's really refining us no matter what that situation is. Uh, suffered thee to, uh, to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not, neither did thy father knew. You know, we never knew. Uh, 
our parents, my parents didn't know. My parents didn't know God. They know that there was a God. They knew of God. They didn't know God. I suppose we all came from that. We could never be born in the revival centers. We were never born a Christian. We had to be born again. And praise the Lord for that. That He, and that's the verse that I want to get to, the, the, the phrase that I want to get to, that He might make thee know that man does not live uh, by bread only, that He might make thee know. That today we might come to an understanding and a, an appreciation of how to, how to trust the Lord of how to live uh, with manna from heaven, to live with the, uh, by, the, by the bread of God, that we don't today live just by natural bread, you know, we don't just feed ourselves. Today we've got to feed ourselves spiritually, and it's got to be quality feeding, you know, you could, you could have uh, good bread or you can have lousy bread. Well, God has today given us the best bread, a spiritual bread, Jesus Christ. Today, uh, he, he tells us in the Bible, a come and taste of that honey in the rock. The honey is in the rock, rock Jesus Christ, but you've got to taste it. You've got to experience it for yourself. You've got to know how to come to trust the Lord for yourself. We can go through life, I suppose, uh, even in our assembly, it's only, like I said, about 50. Uh, there are people there whom, uh, well, very sadly, they just sit back. They dare not go forward. They dare not uh, try. They dare not operate the gifts. Maybe they're just uh, too conscious of themselves, whatever the, the, the problem is. But today, you see, the Lord has come to offer us and He wants us today to taste that honey. He wants us to, to begin to experience that, that, that joy. It's a personal thing. It's between you and Him. Uh, he's given us a, a wonderful fellowship, a wonderful assem uh, assembly life. Uh, there's all, all the rubbish has been weeded out and all that's left for us today really is just to begin to appreciate that fellowship in the Lord and all the pe people say, Amen to that. But, uh, sorry, yeah, let's, let's read that, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord does man live. But today we, we can begin our life, begin our, our living, beginning to begin our experience and walk in the Lord. And that's what He's come to offer everyone today. All you have to do uh, for those who are not, uh, haven't gone through it, is to be born again, the Lord says. If, if you're not born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. You can't begin to appreciate and experience and, and understand how wonderful it is. I think uh, from, from this, is it, is Tom and Jen from this assembly? Uh, well, Tom and Jen Grosser, I don't know whether many of you know them. Uh, when they went over, uh, Tom told me, uh, in fact, Jen told me, he, he never eats Chinese food uh, in, in, uh, in, in Australia. But when, he, when uh, he went there and we introduced him Chinese food, he couldn't stop eating Chinese food. You know, because it was a different experience. Today, uh, the Lord is offering us an experience beyond our uh, three-dimensional experience beyond our mindset beyond our thinking uh, and uh, it's a wonderful thing you know so uh, I hope for those who have, who have not uh, been baptized and received the Holy Spirit uh, don't hold back because you, you are losing out really uh, don't wait do, don't be like me to wait three years <laughs> um, uh, well I got across that point well I suppose I best finish off soon Okay, let's uh, finish off in Philemon chapter 6. Philemon chapter 6. There's a letter before Hebrews. Philemon verse 6. Nice little scripture there for us to end off with. Again, this is written as an epistle. It's written to people who are spirit-filled. In verse 6 it says, That the communication of thy faith, the communication of thy faith, may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing 
which is in you, in Christ Jesus. I would just like to read to you the Amplified version of that, because it brings it out very clearly. The word communicate in the Greek actually means to participate. It says, and I pray that the participation in and sharing of your faith may produce and promote one, a full recognition, two, an appreciation, three, an understanding, and four, a precise knowledge of every good that is yours in Christ Jesus. You see, that today our faith, the refining of our faith, the trial of our faith, is not something we should fear. As we go through tribulations in our life, today we are people that can rejoice. It may, it may appear bad to you and you may not see the light at the end of the tunnel. But today if you just go forth in that understanding that the Lord has everything in, in hand, He says that, uh, he says, your life is imprinted upon his hands in the Old Testament. That our lives today, that the lives of, of the saints are precious unto God. You know, it says every hair upon you is counted. You know, is counted. The Lord today has a plan for us. Uh, we know that right from the beginning when he, when he uh, wrote the Bible in Genesis right to the end and when he first started 6,000 years ago, God had a plan. Today we are just being incorporated into the plan. We are now learning to fit into the Lord's plan. Uh, each and every one of us, and He's got up for us an individual plan also to learn to fit in. That today, we need to participate. We need to communicate our faith. Uh, we are the lights of the world, the Lord tells us. You can't hide that light under the bushel, it says. Uh, it's not going to do any good. But the only way we can start to communicate our faith is not only just uh, by witnessing, but by living in faith. By the fact that our testimony has to shine out. Uh, I was really shocked when... Uh, because I suppose I was a black sheep in the family, and finally when I got to witness to my brother-in-law, who's an uh, elder in the Presbyterian church, he was very put off when we first witnessed to him. He got very angry because he couldn't get over that. He wasn't playing his organ with... Uh, because he, he was telling me that he was, when he plays the organ, he's, he's playing the organ with the spirit, and I was trying to tell him that that ha doesn't happen. He got very angry with us. Uh, and finally, after a year, uh, the occasion came and the opportunity came where I finally had to sit down and talk to him. He, he told me something which really shook me. He said, you know, I've, I've noticed you and I've noticed the transformation in you that even when you drive. He was even watching me how I drive. <laughs> you know, people do watch. People do watch us. People out there, uh, we don't know who is searching, really. The Lord knows their heart, but they do watch us. But to do that, to, to be effectual, to be, to be effectual for the Lord today is to be able to communicate that faith in us. And that can only happen when we begin to understand the trial uh, of our faith, when we begin to understand how simple it is, when we begin to understand how to really put our, to put our trust in the Lord. You know, it's, it's not something that happens overnight. It's something which we all have to learn, and it's a process. Just like a refining is a process. When you refine anything, it's a process. And all he's, he's going to make jewels out of us. He says that, you see, that he's really imputed unto us, he says, that element all the elements, He's imputed unto us, He's given unto us, accredited unto us, the Holy Spirit, that wonderful uh, that Spirit that's within all of us. All we need to do now is to let the light shine forth. But for that to happen, uh, brothers and sisters and friends, we've got to now communicate, we've got to now be part of, we've got to participate with, we've got to share in that wonderful uh, life that He's given us. You know, we've got to be part of it. Uh, and as we do that, as it says here in the scripture, that we begin to fully recognize, we begin to appreciate and understand and have a precise knowledge 
of all the good things that is ours in Christ Jesus. A lot of uh, it's, 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 a lot of people we speak to out there and uh, they call themselves Christian. It's a fear. They live in fear. They live in superstitions. They're ruled by superstitions. You know, uh, in in Singapore, I don't know what it's like in. In here in Australia, in Singapore, there's all sorts of superstitions. Uh, we've got a couple there who wants to get married uh, in the Lord, and, uh, and the mother is stopping them. The, the girl's mother is stopping them because it happens that uh, the, the boy's wedding, uh, sorry, birthday and her birthday clashes so that the horoscope tells them that if they marry, the family is, uh, is going to go through a lot of uh, bad luck. You know, people are ruled by that in their lives. And today we have to learn to communicate our faith. And uh, that I was talking to them at 2 o'clock in the morning just before I flew over. <laughs> you know, I said, you, got, you have to begin to communicate your faith. You've got to now make a stand and say, well, I'm going to trust the Lord. And just like Elijah, when he, he challenged the prophets of Baal, you know, let, let the God that answers with fire, let him, let him be God. Let the God today that can bless you in your life, let him be the God in your life. You know, and we have come to appreciate it and understand that. But if we now begin to live, live that kind of a life in faith, you know, that light will shine forth so that others too will begin to see that, so that others too can be directed towards the Lord. And all the people say, Amen to them.